Hello, Craig. talk about sports anymore you're like i need to have yeah. an excuse to not talk about this so i'm gonna go ahead and roll the car i'm driving yeah yeah but if you want to know more about that you can look at my twitter <laughs> um or x or whatever the fuck you call it yeah um whatever. but but yeah this is uh amazingly a milestone episode and and fittingly um uh, my fucking mic cord is messed up so i'm not using a real mic so i probably sound like shit to y'all i'm just using the mic on my Bose uh, wireless headphones. So we'll see how that works. Um, but, uh, this is fittingly episode 200 of Podcast versus Everyone. Pretty fun. with you know, I'm Craig Powers. With me, as usual, is Jeff Newser. Um, yeah. I, of course, the last episode was the first one I ever missed. Um, no, it's not. not. What, it's no, not? I recorded one with Emma. Yeah, I recorded oh, one with yeah. Emma a while ago. That's that's right. That's right. Yeah, Second good try, buddy. Missed. Good Second try. Second one I've ever missed. All right, <laughs> fine. All right, fine. But uh, yeah, I don't. I I haven't really missed talking about Wazoo Sports. Let's see. This recap of the last month since I've recorded. Uh, let's see. WSU uh, has lost for the WSU football has lost all four games since I last recorded. And all in pretty depressing fashion. Um, the uh, I will say that the women's volleyball team won their or the women's basketball team won their exhibition game, but uh, so that that's neat. Uh, but the soccer team um, has gone through the softer part of their schedule uh, with not quite the as many wins as we would have hoped. The Colorado win was nice. At Arizona was nice, but you know, drawing against Utah, Oregon State, and Oregon teams that have not not even close to sniffing NCAA tournament play, not really very good. Um, to not get wins, you know, a couple wins out of there, kind of. I think Washington's not going to give you much of a boost for NCAA tournament. They're sitting out in 59 RPI. I think it's fair to say they're not going to make it in. Um, and then the volleyball team, uh, who was just like wrecking shop, running over the, the world, uh, has inexplicably lost three of four to, you know, Oregon, who they'd already, Oregon's a little understandable. They're very good, but they had already beat them. Oregon State, not understandable. They blew a 2-0 two, two lead um, against USC. Yeah, so th- this is... It, which that was that was a stunning one because they had just been rolling before that. 
So even volleyball, like our, our super team, our top 10 team, has uh, had trouble. And they're playing – or what what they do tonight? I didn't even look. Or I, I've i been kind of get getting ready, pack, packing for Holman and shit. Yeah, they, um, play, they play tomorrow. They play Friday. At oh, that's right. They, they play at Stanford. That's right. Um, yes. So they play at Stanford uh, tomorrow. Which that's going to be tough, but Stanford or today, has depending on when you're listening, to we're it. listening to it. <laughs> so yeah, they, they, they've got a tough stretch. I mean, obviously they're still going to be in the tournament, but not, you know, they're, they're kind of, their seed is taking a hit. Uh, but Jeff, all this going on, like, it's just so weird. Like, you know, sports that were just doing so well early in the season are, you know, cause even, Soccer in a 1-0 loss against Stanford earlier looked really good. You know, and they were ranked earlier in the year. They were playing really well. They faltered. Volleyball's faltered. Football's massively fallen off a cliff. We've talked talked about earlier this season. Football is basically playing their schedule at like a top top five team. Playing it. And now they lost. They're playing it as as like a top, like a number 80 team. You know, a hundred team. Right? You go down and lose to Arizona State, and really not have a much of a chance in that game, to be honest. Um, and 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 to just get absolutely trounced by Arizona, who is a solid team, but still, this is a team that their last three trips to Pullman before this were just absolute blowouts with in WC's favor. And, and then they come and just destroy, you know, last, yeah, four trips to Pullman, I should say. Um, and, and then, and then, you know, the Oregon game, whatever, like that, that's, that's about the result I would have expected at any point in the season, to be honest. Um, that, that wasn't too off, but that's, that's where, you know, I kind of felt like Cam maybe was getting his stuff together again, uh, his shit together. Sorry if I, Last time yeah. I recorded, it. last time swearing? I, last time I recorded, last time I recorded was on on Ryan Nanny's podcast. I don't, I don't, I didn't know if I could swear. I'm not sure. So fuck, I got to get back in the groove, man. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, like so, Jeff. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Like, I know what, that's what happened to Cougs versus everyone and just yeah. rapid, just. To, running over everyone and getting revenge. Like what happened to that? I mean, that's the real question, right? Like it's cause I mean, so this, this all for me, uh, kind of trying to think this through started with one of my coworkers who, uh, came into my room and was like, are, are we ever going to win another game? And I'm like, I'm not sure. And this is right on the heels of, uh, the football team opening up as a, I don't know, 11 or 12 point favorite against Stanford. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm not sure they're going to win another game and like, and they're going to be an almost two touchdown favorite against, uh, another team that, uh, looked pretty okay against Washington. Now that, I mean, the Huskies got whatever their own like situation going on at the moment, but it's just like, I don't know, man, I, I don't think we're, I'm not sure we're better than anybody the way we're playing right now. And I sure as hell don't think we're two touchdowns better than anybody right now, but it's like, they just like, it's unbelievable. Like that. This is, uh, the same team. Like, I don't know how, like, I have no idea how you get 
from there to here in, in any way that makes like sort of any logical sense. And I, you know, I just like, I thought about it. And, and as we were talking, I was like, yeah. And how about volleyball? Like, holy shit. And you know, oh yeah. And soccer. And, and then like my mind kind of started working uh, a little bit of overtime on it. And I just started thinking like, well, I mean, maybe it's just some really big coincidence that they all you know, started playing like shit at the same time. I guess soccer had issues a little bit before that, uh, that were, you know, injury driven mostly, but, um, but, but football and, and volleyball in particular, it was just like, like, what, like, what are we doing here? What, you know, what do we got going on here? Um, and, and, you know, a thought kind of hit me. And, and so I'll run this past you. I mean, you, you have already run it past you, but, you know, I'm curious what, what you think. I just sort of had this idea that, you know, maybe they know something we don't know about what's going on or, and not like in any, uh, you know, I'm, and obviously I'm talking about the, the, the conference stuff, not that they knew anything like specific or concrete. Right. Because I, I kind of floated that past some other people and they were like, well, you know, don't you think that, you know, if, if it was real, that something would have been leaked by now. And I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. Like I'm talking about, the rumors that fly around Pullman that fly around the athletic department, coaches talk, players talk. Like, I mean, those of you listening to this podcast that went to school at Wazoo, which I imagine is probably all of you or almost all <laughs> of you, like, you know, how it goes on that campus. Like it, this is not a commuter campus, right? This is what attracted us all to Wazoo and everybody hangs out. Everybody goes to parties. Everybody sees everybody. Everybody talks to everybody and I am sure that they, as things have like sort of gotten more pessimistic about where we are going to land, uh, I am sure that that all filtered down to the coaches and to the players. And because like my, my one thought watching the game against Arizona state was that cause like, okay, so the game against Arizona, I just thought, well, they haven't really had a super turd like that under Jake Dickert. Um, unless you want to count the, I don't know, you know, his first bowl game, right? Like that yeah. was pretty bad, but there were also a lot of really extenuating circumstances in that game. Uh, you know how, you know, you pretty much your entire offensive line opted out and your quarterback quit at halftime. Well, like, I'd say his second bowl game might've been worse. Though, like the, the That's true. Game. Yeah. You might, you might be right. <laughs> Um, but you know, to like have just like one thing about Dickert that we all, I think it's sort of admired is that, you know, no matter what, he seemed to have the team ready to play. I mean, maybe they didn't win, but, um, you know, he seemed to have the team ready to play. And, and then like that game against Arizona, I was like, well, you know, most college teams have, have one like that, even maybe not quite that bad, but like you know, where they just don't show up and they play against a team that's really, you mentioned that, you know, we've sort of routinely kicked the crap out of Arizona. I'm sure they did not forget that. And I'm sure that was part of what went into the game. Right. So, you know, not a shocker that, um, you know, that Arizona would be super motivated, not a shocker that, you know, after that, uh, absolute, you know, sort of fight to the death against UCLA the week before, yeah. Uh, they, you know, they might be flat, right? Okay. So in a vacuum you go, okay, there's, there's maybe an explanation for that. Um, a little concerning, but also like, I mean, this shit happens, but then like, okay, they come back, they play against Oregon. They're pretty good. And then Arizona state happens and it was so bad. And I just 
like the when you start putting it sort of all together, you know, when you look at UCLA and then Arizona and then the way they sort of fell apart in the second half against Oregon and then just totally like, you know, just again, being uh, out completely outplayed by Arizona State. Like the thought that I just had is something is wrong. Like there's just like something is wrong. And I don't know what it is and I don't know what happened, but something is wrong. And then I look at volleyball and I'm like, dude, volleyball losing three or four, something's wrong. And it's like, so what was wrong? Well, you know, Jen Greeny's volleyball team, super veteran group. She's been coaching them a long time. Uh, she's a great coach. Like, I don't think there was anything where it's like, oh my gosh, there's some, you know, explanation, weird explanation. But like, and and with football, it's like, okay, they got, they've got veterans too, but what would take the air out of everything? And it's maybe what's happening with the conference stuff, because, you know, one thought out there is you can only do the us versus the world stuff for so long before that kind of wears off. And, you know, that, that kind of motivation, you know, can only get you so far. Uh, Another thought I had again was they know something. Well, you know, this week, Kirk Schultz comes out with. Uh, one of his, uh, patented optimistic, uh, messages for, for Coug nation. And this time he said, don't worry, we're still going to be division one and please, 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 pretty please with sugar on top. Please keep coming to games was not the most, uh, inspiring message from a guy who, uh, tends to be extremely optimistic, even if he has to stretch the truth a little bit about what's actually going on. And, and so I just, I'm kind of wondering if that, that sort of that pessimism, that, uh, you know, reality of what we're facing is sort of starting to like, like permeate its way through the entire athletic department in a way that is hard to quantify, but is also like, you know, not, uh, you know, not making it. So, so do you buy the idea that like the sort of the, not the uncertainty of the situation? Cause I think it's not the uncertainty cause it was uncertain at the beginning of the year. Like, do you buy the idea that they're settling in on the reality of the situation, which yeah. is there's not going to be a pac 12. There's not, there, there's no big 12 invitation coming like, like, and I almost wonder if they were being sold on the idea early. Hey, if you play your asses off and you show everybody you belong, somebody's going to invite us. And it's like, they did that and still nobody wants us. Right. So like, do you, do you buy the idea that that could be an explanation for how it's sort of all falling apart at the same time? Yeah, I, it, it that it felt before the season that this could go one of two ways, and now it seems like it's gone both ways. Like the the, the, the players came out and they they were motivated by the conference stuff, and they 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 started uh, they started on really well in most sports, and and um, and now they and and I think you're right. Like I honestly think that the players believe that there was a, like a big 12 invite coming. And I think that even the coaches probably told them that. And they, and they told them that, you know, don't worry, we're, we're going to be, we're going to still be power five. Like we're, we're, but now it's like, there, there's, there's been enough written that that, this is not going to happen. WCU is not getting invited into the big 12. Um, And now, now you see stuff like you said, Kurt, he, he's mentioned multiple times about scheduling alliances or invites from the Mountain West. 
So that seems like where it's going, you know? Yep. And now it's like, you know, the, the, the reality of like the, the lawsuit, um, you know, that just trying, they, they're seeing like the, the, the university fight for its life. And, um, and, and yeah, Kurt's statement that if you say, Hey, we're going to be division one, like that's pretty loaded. Cause you know what fucking division one also includes is FCS. Yeah. Like FCS football. So that's not saying yeah. a lot, man. No. Like to say it like uh, maybe I he meant wonder maybe if he somebody met FBS. wrote that for him. Yeah, I know. And I almost wonder if somebody wrote that for him and like Idaho's like, Division One. Get it like, down the right way. I'm like, I, I don't even know, but I'm like Division One, like like fucking HBCUs are division one. Like yeah. <laughs> that's like that's not a very high bar. Yeah, that's not a high bar. Like Idaho, or, you know, Big Sky Eastern is Division One. Um, it's just Division One FCS, and so I, right. I think he probably meant FBS. Um, it's just, but yeah, it's he's it, it. If that's the the tenor, you know, like the tone of, of the guy, like you said, that's eternal optimist, almost to the point of it's been really annoying because he's been making these like. Uh, setting these expectations, I like continually, you know, of, of when the TV deal is coming through, and now when the lawsuit is going to be uh, figured out, when the conference stuff is going to be figured out, like it's just he keeps he he just needs to just just stop doing that, like just stop yeah. doing that. You're setting everyone up for disappointment, and you're set, like especially these like if 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 you're a student athlete and you want to be optimistic and and a lot of them are and uh it's just kind of the nature of, of what you're doing as an athlete um that you're gonna buy into some of this stuff that yeah it's gonna it's gonna be okay we're gonna know by then but if you're still not knowing and we as fans got so exhausted in the summer with with when's the tv deal coming when's the tv deal coming when's the tv deal coming um and and, and before even all the the conference stuff fell apart. And so I can imagine as an athlete at this university, not knowing your future, how exhausting it would get for them to just constantly hear news that isn't good. And, and so, yeah, I, I think that it's not the, it's, it's not an outlandish theory to say like they just ran out of gas on the Cougs versus everyone stuff. And now the reality is saying in, and it's just like, they're exhausted. And you can't just you can't keep up that level of intensity forever. I mean, no one does. Like NBA player, like the best basketball players in the world, take nights off all the time because it's just like hard to do that constantly. Yeah. Like you know, um, it's just it, it's it, it's difficult. And and so yeah, I um, I, I want to say it's that because like you know, football it hasn't really been even in the volleyball team, not like big injuries. Um, it, the 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 teams that you know football the, based on how they played earlier in the year, they should be beating Arizona and Arizona State, and you know they they should be, you know they were tight with UCLA, but honestly, like that pick six made it look a lot better. Um, yeah. they they were they they were. Um, tight with Oregon for a half, but you know maybe they if if they were playing at the level they played against Wisconsin, excuse me, Wisconsin, Oregon State, maybe it looks different. 
Um, and then this Arizona State game is so frustrating because, like, the inability to stop the run from a team that literally could not fucking run for the last two years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that makes you and, – and I, I always hate using this term and because and I think it's so just unbelievably insulting uh, to the players. So I, I, I'm always super hesitant to use words like it. Um, and I don't think that quitting always has to be like an active choice. Like, Hey, I quit, but I think there can be, look, football's so fucking hard and it is so brutal. And it's like, man, if you, if your heart is not all the way in it, if, if you are not all the way there, man, it's like an exponential effect. And I think that's what we saw on Saturday. We saw an Arizona state team that was, I don't know what were, didn't they only have one win, right? They were like one and six, no wins over FBS teams. Yeah. And they had lost a whole bunch of close games and you know, they just, uh, you know, and, and that can kind of go one of two ways, right? Like you can be like, Oh man, we're close. We're close. We're close. Uh, you know, and then you have the letdown and then you get blown out. Right. Or you're closer, closer, close, and you're like, God damn it, we're sick of losing. And then you you go and do it. And that's what Arizona State looked like. And then we looked kind of like a team that just wasn't all there. And a team that, uh, particularly on defense, I don't, I don't want to say that too much about the offense, um, you know, because obviously they, they did score a lot of points. But um, particularly on defense, it was just like, man, like, how about like some resistance here? You know, and, uh, you know, for a team that, you know, at, at most, uh, for most of the year has been pretty good against the run, uh, up until Oregon and you kind of went, well, you know, Oregon's real fast. And then I guess you start looking at the second half against Oregon state. Of course that was, or the first half, sorry, against Oregon state. That was real bad. Second half, not as bad. Uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin didn't exactly run up and down the field as you just kind of went, well, I don't know. Like, are they good? Are they not? Eh, you know? And so you can kind of do it both ways. You can start looking at like, well, there's a reason for this and a reason for that. Or, and I think this is kind of where you've been and where I've come around to is actually quit trying to explain everything away. The defense just actually kind of sucks. And especially the interior of the defense is, is, is really not, yeah. not good. Like they don't get, uh, they get run over, they don't get pressure and they are light. Like we know that like, and, and our defensive lines are perpetually light. Uh, cause that's just kind of how it goes for us. And the, you know, they're getting, they're getting shoved around and, you know, Brendan Jackson and Ron stone aren't getting the kind of pressure on dropbacks that they were getting earlier in the year. Um, I, you know, I, I just, I sort of feel like we've, like we've seen this movie before and missing Shaw Smith Wade doesn't help. Yes. No, that doesn't help at all. But also your entire defense shouldn't crumble from missing one corner. Like right. That's, I mean, I know he's your best corner. He might be your best defensive player, either him or Hicks probably. Um, but like, still like, like the whole, that, that doesn't explain the run defense. Right. And you know, they've got, they've got major issues at linebacker. Uh, Devin Richardson did not start. Uh, Saturday, uh, Buddha Al Ukta started there. He's a, he's a second year player. I can't remember if he's a redshirt freshman or, or a sophomore, but he's a second year player. Um, so he gets a start Richardson played some, but Richardson, like, you know, you, we haven't recorded since this, but like somehow he's got to live down that play against Oregon yeah, where yeah, he's what, like what, out in the what? flat, completely unaware of what's going on. And then gets like 
flattened by a lineman while the ball carrier that, runs right by him. Like that was the weirdest thing. I I, yeah, I know that's, I, that's an all timer. We, we talked about it a lot. Like it, that was that was I. It was so it was a non like a random account on Twitter that got it like, and they were like, I'm still thinking about this. What the hell number eight for WSU was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're looking at, it, you're like, my God, what was he doing? Like he, stopped. he looked right at the ball carrier. Like he looked right at the guy and then like, looked to the sideline and just stopped playing and like, got punished for it. Say dropped it or something. Like, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm sure he's out there doing his best. I don't want to like crap on the guy too much, but also maybe there's a reason why he wasn't playing at Texas. And it's not the, um, you know, it's not the first time he's looked kind of lost out there on defense. Now this is obviously its own little special category of lost, but not the first time he's looked kind of not sure where he's supposed to be or in a spot where you wonder like what the hell are you doing over there. So, uh, so they got problems there and you know, I mean, I don't know, man, defense, issues. I know this week Jake Dickert said he was going to sort of uh, step in and get more involved with the defensive game plan, which, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's desperation, but it, it, it can't, it can't make anything worse. No, I imagine yeah, like gonna, Jake yeah. Dickert knows his shit. He was a really good defensive coordinator. Um, I've always, I've said for the last couple of years, like, okay, one thing I believe in is that our defense will always be okay. Cause Jake Dickert's like, it's his show. And, 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 They've not been okay. And Dickert obviously agrees they have not been okay. Like, like, do you think that's going to make a difference? And, and no, like, I mean, like, <laughs> a bit, Stanford, Stanford's offense is not that good. So they yeah, can, I mean, maybe it does say though. It's like maybe a good week for the, for, yeah. for him to jump in. And I mean, you're playing Cal's offense is pretty good. Next week after that, Colorado's offense is good. Washington's offense is good. They're playing some really fucking good offenses down the stretch. So I you know. better get not your only shit that, together. Cal's, Cal's offense is based around a really, really good running back. Yeah. Yep. yep. So you got like, there's some tough, tough offenses coming. So maybe you got, you had to do it at some point. And yeah, uh, we talk a bit about Stanford. Uh, what I'm most uh, optimistic about against them is the offense's ability to score. The Stanford yeah. hasn't really stopped anybody. Yeah. Um. And so I, I, I really hope that the the offense could put up 45 points in this game, and then that that'll be enough. <laughs> that's that's really like the 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 I I I hope that the defense is like. Like not gonna, like is going to be better because, like, it, when they when they got run over by Arizona, you're like, okay, they're like you said, they're exhausted from UCLA. Arizona's offense is pretty good, especially Fafita. Um, well, and we shouldn't discount like Arizona is actually maybe, maybe good. Yeah, I think like, they probably are. Like, like they've, they've had a shit ton of transfer the last two years. And, you know, you mentioned this, like a lot of really like high star transfer guys, like maybe it's actually just finally coming together for them. But anyway. Yeah. It, but now the offense against them was really disappointing. Like Arizona's deep. That's, 
that's when the red flag went off for the offense. But I feel like uh, I feel like Cam, whatever the hell was going on with him, he seems to just looked a lot better against yes. Oregon and Arizona State. Yep. Who are Arizona State pretty solid defense. Oregon's a very good defense, and he looked all right. Yep. And yep. so I, I think like I think he can he could punish a, a bad Stanford defense. But it's it's the it's the WSU defense that really needs because you know twenty seven points probably should have been enough against Arizona State. Should have been. But, Definitely should have been. Like but not when the defenses just cannot cannot get a stop. Like they really like it was really like for the, it took them until the second half to force a punt. Yep. Like it, was, it was and the only time they got a stop was a missed field goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were we were watching the game at a flat stick, me me and Sarah and then Emma and and her parents. And, and then there, of course, were a lot of other Cougs around and, you know, it was like, there were a lot of very like, uh, mocking cheers, like, Hey, we got it. We're back. And we're all high fiving each other. And it's like, you know, fuck like, it's, <laughs> like, are we going to get another stop? I don't know. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter how many points we score. The defense probably going to let them score anyway. So yeah, it was not, it was not an inspiring uh, performance oh, to your point, by the way, Stanford has allowed 42, 43, 42 and 42 points the last four weeks. So yeah, uh, whatever that's worth. I will say we, we, I, I'll give one little bit to that absolute bullshit that happened at the end of this first half against Arizona. Yes. State. Oh my God. Maybe the turns out, I doubt it, but maybe that was like, those were pretty important three points. Yeah, I mean, w, that that puts WSU, after Arizona State take, gets the ball second half and goes and scores, they're chasing a two-score game the rest of the way. Yep, the rest of the way. Yeah. Um. So, d- like, to have Arizona State score there and, and through uh, a, a damn faint, fake injury and just the way the refs, like, took forever to figure out what the hell was going on gave – Yep. Arizona State, plenty of time to set up their kicker. And, yep. and you know, there's three seconds on the clock, and that's fairly enough to snap it, you know, to the kicker and kick a field goal. And I, it, it, that was frustrating. But it, it, and, and it was so bad that even uh, Dicker called it out. So, yes. um, but, yeah. But, yeah, Stanford, it, they, their offense really, like, they're going to they're gonna run the ball. They're not so that's a little concerning if we're still gonna be this like defense that like run defense that we've seen. Yeah. Um I think what one thing is a bit of concern is the weather for the sake of our game, like our, our offense. Um we we've we saw we had some air raid years where we saw in some rainy games. Uh it wasn't pretty. And this should be a rainy game, I think, um, unless things changed in the last day or so. Yeah. All right. We'll keep talking. I'm looking. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking. I, yeah, it's uh, so at 80 percent chance of rain on Saturday. Yeah. 78 uh, percent at six. Yep. Uh, so 47 percent at uh, nine. So probably going to see some rain, maybe not a downpour. So maybe yeah. it won't be too too much of an impact on the game, but it's going to rain probably throughout the day, so it's going to be wet. 
Yep. Um, which is not and never cold. fun. Yeah, and cold. <laughs> high of 50, not super cold, but, you know, yeah. 50s, low 50s, high 40s, and rainy. That's yeah, always so a bit. We'll see how that, that impacts. But, yeah, Stanford's got uh, two backs that they use, or I've said, uh, and then their, their quarterbacks run the ball as well. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's, it, they're going to, they're going to run the ball. Uh, they're going to throw the ball. I, I don't, yeah. Um, it, like, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to expect out of, out of this team right now. Like, it's hard. Like, I think the offense, well, you know, put up some points, but the defense, I just don't know. Like, they, they just, the thing that put, gets you, the thing that gets you is it's not that the, like, you don't sit here and go, well, if Stanford does this and Stanford does that, we're really screwed. Right. Like, like when you played Oregon, it was like, okay, so we're going to try and do this. We're going to try and do that. But Oregon's got, you know, this guy, that guy, that guy. And if they sort of figure it out, we, you know, we're going to have a tough time stopping them. This is one of those games that was like last week where you're like, what happens is like entirely up to us, uh, more or less. And, it's like who knows what team we're gonna get. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's like we're we're at this point. I I think last year we were we got it was the same thing in in October. Just got they had this three game stretch where they looked terrible, and we were at this point when we just were like we couldn't see them winning another game, and so I'm hoping that we then they turned it yeah, around and so they started too. playing really well. So I'm hoping that. You know, they, they turn it around again and they start playing really well because I this would be really depressing if this shit if they end up missing a bowl game in the season where they started four and oh with two wins over Wisconsin and Oregon State. Like yeah. that, would, that, that would be real frustrating. Yeah. On a season where you peak at number 13 in the AP poll. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, somehow miss out on a bowl game. I mean, look, the the, you know, three of the last four are very winnable. Yep. You know. Stanford so, at home, very. So was Arizona State, you know. I, I know, I know. <laughs> Believe me, I know. Uh, so I, I completely, Craig, I absolutely understand what I am actually saying right now. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously zero percent chance of beating Washington, uh, but yeah, Stanford at Cal, Colorado, two of the three at home. Um, you, you like your chances to get at least two of those, and, and maybe you're right. I mean, maybe it's a. Uh, you know, the, they, they've got this October swoon and then they, you know, they start to figure it out. Um, I, I do have a lot of hope that, you know, again, if you can't sustain the uh, Cougs versus everybody for more than a month, and then you have a month of problems, I, I do think there's a possibility that you can then resustain Cougs versus everybody. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know if it makes sense, yeah. but it's like, I, I do think that you can be like, all right, we got four like, games, yeah. you know, let's, let's come on, come on, you know, have a little pride. Like I, I can kind of see that I, the only concern that I have, and I'm not sure how valid this is or not, to be honest, because I, I was not blessed enough with enough athletic talent to be an actually uh, one athlete but um i i do i do wonder to some degree if if people are like already sort of not necessarily like plotting their next destination but just like 
I, I don't know, man. Like, like I said, you got to be all bought in and, you know, can you really be all bought in if you're thinking like, man, am, am I, am I even going to be here next year? Do I want to be here next year? I love Pullman, right. but you know, my goals are this, this, and this, I want to play at the highest level. I mean, that's been a thing that we've relied on as a recruiting tool forever is the, Hey, USC and UCLA don't want you come to Pullman, kick their ass. Let's go. You know? And so, yeah. but now it's like, you know, these guys come here to play at the highest level and they're probably, they might play a couple of road games against, uh, upper tier teams, power five teams. The rest is going to be the mountain West. You know, I, there's, there's, you know, they, they didn't come here for that. And so now they're sort of confronted with the idea, do, do I want to stay if that's what it's going to be? And it's not, I don't think it's like malicious. I don't, you know, but it's got to be in the back of their mind. Like it has to be. in the So as we approach the end of the season, you know, is there a possibility it could get like actually worse? Like, obviously I think anything's possible, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm holding out hope that it's sort of a, um, you know, that, that Jake Dickert has, you know, some trick in his bag to kind of rally everybody together and, and get them, you know, going in the same direction again to, to, you know, play for your brother and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, even if guys aren't really sure what they're going to do. Yeah. And, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, Jake getting his hand on the defense, uh, will, help something. And uh, I will say, you know, there's a, the, the one, uh, uh, guy we, we quote his stats sometimes is, uh, Parker Lewis, uh, stats of war on, on X Twitter or whatever. Um, and he, uh, he like has this joke that he always says, like, but it's like, you know, real, it's like, don't get, don't get too excited about, don't get, don't get too excited about the, um, don't don't get too excited about the sorry Jeff messaged me and it, and it <laughs> sorry broke my train of thought. I said don't my, get my bad. I thought I was kind of doing the sly. So my yeah. Bad. So well, I got a little bean, you know. Sorry. Um, sorry. But so uh, so he would say is he basically says don't get too excited about the the first drive for an offense. Like look beyond the scripted drives. And there's, if you especially like WSU's had some really good looking first drives, and then had some not so great looking other drives. And so is there some concern that maybe, uh, you know, Arbuckle is having some trouble throughout a game sustaining, you know, sustaining that, you know, adjusting to the defense or whatever. Um, yeah, maybe there's concern there, but you know, they they kind of. Uh, they they still put up some points and they put up some drives. Obviously, they couldn't score on their last drive against Arizona State, but um, uh, but yeah, they've definitely you know Arizona they scored on the first drive and then they didn't score again. Uh, they looked really good on the first drive and then didn't score again. Like so, um, it was there's something behind that, but I, I think it hopefully it just really comes down to Cam playing better, playing well, and and he has been uh, showing that he can play well. So hopefully there's that. Yep. Uh, let's let's uh let's let's do predictions, Jeff. Um, yeah. Don't you have, I'll have I'll have you go first. All right. I as much as I want to like in my brain think that I don't know if we're gonna win another game. I also cannot predict us losing to Stanford. So I'm gonna go uh, thirty-one thirty Cougs. 
close Ooh, game. No chance we cover. Uh, yeah. No chance we cover. Uh, yeah. But I, I do think we win. Yeah, I'll go a little bit uh, more points for WSU. I'm going to go 38-31. Cougs, um, I'll be there uh, with my wife, and we have our two uh, uh, friends that are Nebraska alums who, like, in the summer we planned this uh, trip to to Pullman when we were we were sitting around and we were at one of our other friends' kids' birthdays. And they were just talking about how, you know, like they, they, they love to tailgate and they love to do all this stuff. And, and we're like, oh, you got to, you know, and how a lot of times they find out that these people that like to do that sort of thing in Washington tend to be kook fans. And so, um, so we're like, well, we'll get you to Pullman. And they were all, all on yeah. board with that. Um, awesome. So, so yeah, they'll, they'll be out there. So I'm excited, excited for that. And hopefully we can get a, get a win. Um, so I'm an, an you know, in my best mood. Um, <laughs> yeah. For, so that the, hopefully the 15% goes well so that the 85% can be more fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because that 15% can have a pretty big impact on the mood. Yeah. Well, at least it's a 6 PM game. So just the whole day you get, you get most of the day in. <laughs> That's true. That's my, good. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think if, if WSU loses to Stanford, it will be less angry and more just despondent. Like yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's not, it's going to be like, there okay. will be so much emo music at the Coog. So much. I mean, there's going to be either way, but there is, it, it, yeah, might, it may just be the, it may just be the more depressing, the most depressing. Yes. Stuff. Yes. <laughs> All uh, right, Jeff, uh, you want to talk, talk about some beer? Yeah. Let's do that, man. Yeah. And then some hoops. Yeah. Uh, so my beer, um, I think, as I mentioned uh, on the last show, I, I had sort of cleared out uh, Rainier Growlers out. I, ba- I basically grabbed one of every fresh hop that Rainier Growlers had. So uh, I'm still working on those. The one that I have tonight is the uh, Varietal Hearts and Binds, uh, which is their fresh hop hazy pale ale. Uh, we pushed the envelope with this fresh hop hazy pale by using wet cascade from Weenus hop farms. That, that, that cannot possibly be how that should be. Are pronounced. you kidding me? Ween ass. Oh, oh. What's the that? Ween ass. The ween ass. That's Is what it, it says. W E N A S. Yes. Yes. It's called the ween ass. It's an area okay. we- near Yakima. I, I don't know this. I, okay, fine. Mr. Yakima guy. How dare uh, you? Hop Farm and Wet Comet from Loza Farms, along with a heavy dry hop of Comet, Amarillo, Cascade, Eldorado, and Citra hops. Uh, I'm sure you know what all that means. I I only have vague knowledge of those things. So uh, what I do know is the beer is absolutely delicious. Uh, I you know as I as I always say often uh, I love fresh hops. I love uh, just sort of the floral earthy uh, flavors. I, I just, I love, I, I just, I love, love, love it. And you know, this is, this is more of that. Um, I love the fact that it's a, a pale ale and not a, not an IPA. Um, so it's just got, you know, that, that flavor profile, um, which, uh, is, is a nice change. So yeah, I love nice. it. Hearts and binds. Varietal. Binds. Well, um, I am drinking a beer that I've been 
waiting for for four years. Um, <laughs> yes, I forgot about this. <laughs> I, I had to because we. we I have a record, so I had to like hide one in the basement fridge because my yeah. wife was drinking them all. Yeah. Um, but so, as many of you probably know, and I've mentioned it on the podcast several times, and if you follow me on Twitter, I've mentioned it many times on there. Um, the uh, Weldworks Brewing came to me after I had mentioned them in an article. Came to me on Twitter four years ago to make a bet. Um, with some of their beers, offering up some of their two two of their beers, the beers I had mentioned in the article, Juicy Bits and um, and and what their stout, like a brain fart now, um, uh, Medianoche, sorry, um, and then after WSU beat Northern Colorado because they Weldworks is located in Greeley, the same place as Northern Colorado University or University of Northern Colorado, sorry, um. They um, they ghosted me. They, they never got back to me. Never heard a thing. Every year, I, I've just kept on them. Finally, this year, before the Northern Colorado game, they actually responded to me. And I mentioned doubling down. And they would say, we'll have our marketing person re- reach out to you. She did. She said, okay, let's see. We'll see what happens at the game. I, I messaged her after. She's like, all right. Well, send me your address, whatever. Yeah, it took her a couple weeks, but finally shows up at my door. They did. They sent me not one, but two bottles of the barrel-aged Medinoche coconut version stout, which is delicious. I actually already had that in my soul. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just got more. And then they also sent me the Juicy Bits IPA, which is like their flagship hazy IPA. And that's yeah, what I'm drinking right delicious. now. Very, very good. Hazy IPA. Uh, it's my last one. Um, yeah, it's, it's tasty stuff. It's a very good brewery. And I, and uh, props to them for finally following through, getting me that beer. They sent, me, sent it to me in a box. No, like, message, no stickers, nothing. <laughs> Just the beer and, and, and bubble wrap. That was it. like, hopefully this guy will. This will be enough to get this guy to talk, stop talking shit about us. <laughs> so they they did it. They 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 fight. They 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 came through and they they doubled down too. They gave me double the amount. It was two four packs of the IPA and two uh, bottles of the stout. So props to you, Wildworks, for finally four years later coming through. Um, probably the people who fulfilled the bet. Like probably the person that made the bed doesn't even work there anymore. I don't even know, but um, but yeah, like so now I'm drinking it. So I had to drink it on the podcast. So that that's what I'm doing. Very good hazy IPA, Citra Mosaic, Eldorado hops. Those are cheater hops. Like that's you. you those are the, the hops you're gonna put in your flagship beer because they're gonna taste good all the time. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Uh, thank you, Weldworks. And now Jeff, let's talk a bit about hoops. Um, women have already played a, a, a exhibition game. Yep. Uh, where they played a division two team, I think, and that went how you how one would assume it would go. Uh, although my sister was there and she was just sitting right down on the baseline, and and she said at half they were about like you know twenty five or something, but Cami looked pissed. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, good. So the standards she's, are she's high. In mid, she's in mid-season form. But we have to say, uh, right before the season started, they got some tough news in that um, uh, Johanna Tadar is missing the, the season, which sucks. Sucks major. She's just been a, a like a mainstay. Yep. Um, defensive really and player. defensive, great defensive player, uh, great three point shooter. Um, streak, streaky, but could just you know come out and bury a team. Uh, um, so that's that's well, that's also players. Overcome. Players sometimes make like in that last year they they make kind of a big jump. Um, you know, so I think there was also some hope there that like the consistency might, you know, kind of sort of come together here. And anyway, not going to happen. But she had I was a, a repetitive use injury that uh, just was not going to go away. So, yeah, and it's just at some point you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to shut it down. Now we'll say they, they still have, I mean, with, with, with Yo, they were really stacked, but they are still very stacked yes. roster. Yep. Um, wait, you're you're starting uh, Tara Wallach, uh, Charlize, uh, Austere Tahina, uh, uh, Beyonce B, um, and and uh, and Bella. That's a that's a big lineup. Uh, that's a, a you know you got it's a two, skilled lineup. You, you have you have two good guard ball handlers. Tara's a good ball handler. Um, and, uh, B can handle the ball too. Um, so you got, you got a very versatile lineup, a lot of scores, um, a lot of people who can create, uh, obviously Charlize, who's just an exceptional player, uh, Tara, who has, um, I expect her to just be a, you know, yeah, near, she could explode n- near Pac-12, uh, conference, you know, yep. level player. Um, yep. and Beyonce B she's, She's a scorer. She's she's good, um, and she's playing. She can play the guard. She can play, you know, kind of go between. She's six one. Her, her having her and Tara, those six one six two players. That that's how you can match up. It's against some of the better teams. Like we talk about Stanford for years. We've had to guard their six two guards with, yes, five seven, five seven guards. Like it's just yep. always happens. So now. Um, yeah, they, they have, they have some size and then, you know, they're hoping for some things from, um, some of the other, uh, younger players and newcomers. And so, uh, but their starting five is, is a good spot. Um, yo, obviously uh, they just can't catch a break on the depth. They've just been fighting to have big, good depth for a long time. And of course they, they lose some of that depth with, with, with yo going out. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they all, Shape it up to be a, a very good team. Obviously, pick fifth in the in the conference, which is very high for WSU women's yes. basketball team. Uh, um, pro- I got to be highest ever. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta think so. <laughs> like, I like, I'd be shocked if if they had ever been picked higher before. So yeah, and I mean, when you win the conference tournament and you have three straight years going to the tournament and you're returning yes. almost everyone, yeah, that that'll tend to happen. Yep. Uh, so yeah, yeah they, I expect them to be very good again, go to a tournament yes. again. Um, uh, you know, really, I, I would be surprised to see like Charlize take a step forward, you know, with, with just with the, 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 the players she has surrounding her now, 
the amount of like people who can handle the ball and create other than her is, is a big deal. Um, yep. and, and that's, uh, that's something where it might take short, take some of the load off of her and, and, and also be able to punish teams for focusing so much on her. So, uh, that's a big deal. But yeah. Let's, how about, let's, uh, let's touch on the men who obviously had, uh, a, a, a terrible off season. There's no way, there's no way to sugarcoat <laughs> yeah, it. You can't like, really sugarcoat. Yeah. They went from, I think at one point on Bart Torvik's, uh, like when, when the roster was fully together, when no one had left yet on his preseason ranks, weren't they like 19th or something? It was something like that. They, they were top 25. So if they were to return, returned everyone, they're like, uh, they're definitely, a tournament team. Uh, now, after all the roster turnover, they're sitting at 73. Yep. In his productions. Uh, Ken Palm has Ken Palm. <laughs> I'm, I'm yes. So behind. What yes. was he? Where were they on Ken Palm? Uh, sorry, let me look. Because I'm, now I'm trying to remember. <laughs> 80, they, 84. It was, it was something similar, yeah. 84. Yeah. Yeah, not good. So yeah, that's that's uh, as bad as it's been since uh, Kyle's second year, I guess. Yep. In terms of projection, yeah, now he does typically crazy. beat the projection. Not last year though. Um. Uh, but yeah, the the roster is. They did beat well, the projection last year, by the way. They did. Yep. Started at seventy one, finished at sixty seven. All right, just got it in there. Yes. Way to go. They, they um, were on. They were well on track to to beat it until losing to Eastern. Then it, then it got a little dicey. Yeah, so. they that got yeah. But anyway, we digress. Yeah, obviously the um. I I think we're not going to have the uh, the the team's not going to have the athleticism that they've had in mm-hmm. recent years. It's fair to say, uh, or the the size really. <laughs> Um, yeah. Or the shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the shooting. Uh, man, that was a really depressing it's, little I mean, stretch I went through right there. The, the thing that people should be prepared for is it's going to look really different. Yeah. Like if, if and I don't know, maybe prepared for is not the right word, but just like if you are a close follower of the team, this is going to be pretty different. Like, uh, you know, Kyle Smith's uh, coaching chops are going to be sort of front and center. The strength of the team is going to be the front court, um, which might surprise people given, you know, that uh, the entire front court's new and maybe you don't kind of know how good they are. But, um, you know, I can tell you that they are very high on, uh, the three guys that they brought in, uh, Oscar Clough, who's an Australian who transferred from a Juco. Um, they really love him. Uh, his, his sort of his savvy and, um, his ability to move the ball and, uh, his post moves are good. Um, and then the other one, Isaac Jones transferring over from, uh, from Idaho. Um, that dude is just a front court bucket. People are going to love him, um, because he is just, you know, he's, he just scores and he scores around the basket and, and it's fun to watch. Um, and then you got Ruben Chinyelu, who's, I think I pronounced that right. Uh, the recruit from Nigeria, originally from Nigeria, who, 
um, is, you know, going to draw obvious comparisons to F.A., uh, because just because of, you know, he's also Nigerian and, you know, he's a, he's a tall, you know, muscular Nigerian, but, um, game's a little different, you know, he's a little thicker, uh, than FA, maybe not as quite as explosive athletically, but also, um, really good rebounder. Um, and so he's going to play lots and lots of, of, you know, key minutes, uh, this year as well. So, you know, those four guys are great. Um, guard is where it's kind of like, eh, you know, uh, who's going to take charge in the backcourt? Is it going to be, you know, Miles Rice, who's coming off, you know, cancer treatment? He hasn't played competitive ball in, uh, you know, two years, really, because he redshirted and yep. then uh, was out last year with cancer treatment. Um, you know, Jay Mullins, eh, not really a ball handler. Uh, you know, Yasufu, the, the transfer from Kansas. Uh, you know, not necessarily a floor general type guy. So yeah, lots of question marks with the backcourt. Not, not really a floor, not really a floor spacer either. Yeah. He's definitely a downhill type player. Yep. And so you're going to, what's going to be interesting to see now. I know Wells, uh, you know, Jalen Wells, I know they're really high on him. Um, I believe he's been kind of fighting a little bit of a, of injury, but, um, you know, they're really, really high on him if he can play well. Um, and then Andre, right? Like he's, to me, he's kind of like your, your X factor in the sense that, okay, does, you know, does he finally live up to, you know, the size potential, you know, that we all saw when, when he was coming in four-star recruit, um, or is he just kind of the guy that he's been, which if he's, if he's the guy that he's been, there's no shame in that. Like, like that's a good player. But also I think like our, our hopes for him were a little higher than that. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. Offense is going to look very different. Ball's going to run through the front court. Um, I think some people are going to be, uh, kind of surprised by that. Um, the good news is they've got a bit of a soft landing, uh, Idaho at home, Prairie View A&M at home. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, we'll kind of get a chance to see him, uh, maybe try and you know put some shit together before they they head out for a tournament against Mississippi State, which is a very good team. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I'm very curious to see um, kind of how it all fits and and the ways that they uh, that they try to generate shots because we've gotten so used to uh, being very three point centric, very perimeter oriented, and uh, this team I don't think is going to be that. Yeah, it just there's. If you look at the shooters, um, I mean, you got Jabe and you got uh, Andre and I mean, I well, I mean, we don't a, know how we don't know yeah. how well Miles can shoot. Yeah, we're not we don't know yet. Yeah, but it wasn't like you know years past. And Wells, was, if Wells plays, Wells is a shooter from three. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know, I, if, he's, yeah. if he's healthy, he can yeah. shoot. You know, who do, maybe maybe Dylan his shot comes around because we know he could he could shoot like like in high school he hit every shot like so last year was just like wide open shots he was missing over and over and over yeah. again like yeah. those those guys you know maybe those fall or maybe he doesn't see the floor I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if they do fall, he will see the floor. I'll tell you that much. Like, because we know they liked him. Um, they tried to play him because he because he just works his ass off on defense. 
Um, yeah, but, and he did contribute a lot defensively. Yeah. Um, so it's not like he was a, you know, just a try-hard guy. Like, he was a really good yeah. defender. Um, yeah. On ball, stay in front of guys, defender. Very, yeah, very much just stay in front, yeah. Got got to score a little bit. That, yeah, that's what's, you can't, that's what's next. You can't, you can't go can't one of six go. from the floor every time, you know, was it, oh, yep. six, whatever. Um, yep. But, yeah, so that, there's just – this is a hard team to project um, because there's just so many unknowns, and that always yep. tend that always makes me lean towards projecting lower than yes. higher. Because yep. honestly, in in college basketball, a team with a lot of newbies it takes a while to adjust. Yeah, like it it we see that with teams that get a bunch of big time transfers in now, like they. They take a while to adjust, and they're better. Like I'll, you'll see it with UCLA this year. Like they have a bunch of talented players, but they have a whole bunch of new t- players, and they'll probably not be very good at the start of the year, and they'll probably yep. be pretty fucking good at the end of the year. Yeah. Um. You know that. It, like you, you see that with teams. Um, yeah. Now we don't. They have, have that put little. together. They've put together a pretty manageable schedule, though. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. Not it's not that. It's not the schedule as last yeah. year. <laughs> or the year before. Yeah, like last year was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the so they played Mississippi State. Um, I forget oh. who else is in that tournament. That, we had that, aspirations um, last year. There, yeah. It's, but after that, you know, you've Northwestern got Utah or, Tech. It's Northwestern or Rhode Island. So yeah, okay, so there you go. So it's not, not exactly world beaters there. Uh, once that tournament's over, you come home, Utah Tech. Eastern Washington at home, Portland State, UC Riverside, Grambling, Santa Clara. Um, only Eastern Washington and Santa Clara are even top 200 teams. Um, and then you've got Boise State uh, up in Spokane for a, uh, you, you know, for a kind of your last last game before you head in the conference season. So, um, and the interestingly, the conference did away with the extra games this year. Uh, in, uh, December that they've been having. So we don't, we don't have to deal with that this year, but they still so. have 20, they still have 20 conferences. Yes. They just they don't just, start until just, December 29th. They're, they're just 20 in a row now. And so yes. that was weird yes. too. Yep. So, so that's going to happen. So I think that, you know, the schedule is set up pretty good to kind of look if, if this team is going to be something if they do need some time to kind of just gel a little bit um i I think the schedule does set up for them for them to do that so 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 really um you know if you're you're playing mississippi state they're they're 27 on kempom you know they're probably going to be a you know potential tournament team northwestern be a bubble tournament team maybe Uh, although the the big 10 can just fuck some teams up sometimes um uh so if if you somehow beat mississippi state you have another kind of like resume type game against northwestern but then after that maybe the boise state game so this is not really a schedule of a team that's ambitious of going to an ncaa tournament no no this is a team this is a schedule of a team that's trying to uh knows they're going to have to figure some shit out and wants to try and build some confidence before they go into the meat grinder of conference schedule. And the conference is good this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll say there's teams, but there's, there's some good, a, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's, 
yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like big games. You know, you have two against Arizona, you have two against USC, uh, one against UCLA, um, and those are all good teams. Stanford's solid, Utah's solid, Colorado's solid. Uh, Washington's kind of at you know projected it to be around our level, and then you have Oregon State and Cal who uh, are looking bad, but you, you never know. Like, um, you know, I Cal could you know show something like they uh, Madsen's uh, seems to be bringing some energy to that program, and Andy brought um, some players and some players <laughs> yeah. he, he brought his dudes from yeah from uh from utah to is utah yeah. right utah utah yeah. something uh that he brought so yeah anyway uh he brought he brought some guys who can play yeah guys guys who were better than the guys that cal had before yeah yeah so yeah that i i wouldn't i'd be surprised if they're a little bit better utah valley that's where they were where it was there you go. um you, you take a you take utah valley to it top 60, 64. That's pretty fucking good. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I would be surprised if they're actually better than that this year. One forty six is they're projected. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Like uh, you know, finishing tenth could mean you're behind nine like top eighty, top seventy five programs. Yep. Um. So. Yeah, it's going to be a tough conference. We, of course, are only good when the rest of the conference is good. Uh, and we're only, like, decent when the rest of the conference is good. And we're always bad when the conference is terrible. That's just how it works. Yes, this is how it works. But, yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting. So it, make, it makes the early games all the more intriguing to watch because, like, you're, you're going to see a lot of guys. And you're going to see a lot of guys you just never seen play. And I know we're – that's getting kind of exhausting, but that's just the reality we're going to be living in yep. forever. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Look at it as an opportunity. Yeah. This is an opportunity to get to know some guys. Idaho is ranked 359, projected 359 on Ken Palm. There are 362 teams. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but they, they fired that other coach that was just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, what was, who's the, what was it? Zach Kloss. Just, I don't know what was going on with him, but man, they were bad. Yeah. Uh, four straight 300 seasons, which, you know, you're in the big sky, but still. Yes. Still. <laughs> yes. It's bad. Especially when, when you look at their roster last year, you're like, what was going on there? Like, you maybe should have been a little bit better in the big sky than that. Like, I don't yes. know. So they, they brought in Alex Pribble. I could not tell you one single thing about Alex Pribble. Nope. Nope. No clue. No clue whatsoever. He was an associate head coach for four seasons at Seattle. U. Okay. Good for him. All right. So yeah, basketball. Uh, Woo. We're going to be excited for when's the first game, something else to break our heart Monday, Uh, Monday. Yeah. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday. So doubleheader on Monday, the, the women play, I think at like four and then the men play at like eight. So, so that'll be fun. Should, should, should talk, 
told my wife we were staying for like four days in Poland. <laughs> yes, you definitely should have done that. <laughs> Too bad. I'm, I'm sure there wouldn't have been any problems. The kids would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, they love they love going to Yakima. He doesn't need to go to school. It's it's funny when yeah. they're in, when they when they when yeah. you start kindergarten, suddenly you feel bad about pulling them out. Yeah, yeah. School's not like, important. Preschool, it's like whatever. But now when she we she was gone for like two days because she was sick. She she came home with like all this like the the work that they did in class, you know. <laughs> Man, this shit's for real now, Craig. I know. Like preschool is like, oh, she missed uh, nap time and she yes. missed like counting practice or so I don't even know. She missed yeah. dance. Well, look, she missed, I, I hate she to tell you, but that's time. mostly what she misses in kindergarten too. Even no, if they send dude, a whole stack of stuff home. Dude, uh, kindergarten, not right now. They Don't let that so, teacher fool you, Craig. No, I I have I have friends that have been in it and like they don't teach it like they don't use play that much anymore. Um, a bunch of losers. Uh, yeah, they, they they like they're like no, we're prepping to be school. So like this uh, group that be included is having a really hard time adjusting. Well, um, of course they are because they're kindergartners. Right? Yeah. No. Apparently, and sleeping. Apparently, exceptionally worse. No, they they do they have reading practice for like two hours a day, and then they have. Good they God. have math, they have like math and they have, you know, music and they, have, you know, it's, uh, it's be as little legit told us like it's hard. Like she, like that sounds like a great way to get kids to hate school. Yes. She already is like, I don't really like school. I'm like, come on, dude. I didn't start hating school until I was like, yeah. You know, and I, and I was good at school. So probably later. Than they're supposed to people, start hating but... school when they get to me. Like that's when they're supposed to start hating school. Yeah, maybe like maybe like mid, like like sixth grade, you start hating. School. Maybe, maybe because no. after before that, like you just you know you got recess and you're yeah like if all else fails, you still got recess. You know? Yep. Yeah, well, she better Hang fucking learn how room. to. She better learn how to read soon if they're putting her all fucking two hours a day reading. <laughs> she can't read yet. You're like, read, goddammit. What's wrong with you, kid? Better start yeah. reading. All right. Where do they yeah. find us on the socials? Uh, you can find me at the Craig Powers on X. Um, you X. can find me at Craig W. Powers on other things. Uh, or Craig Powers on Blue, uh, Blue, dot Blue Sky, whatever I haven't, I haven't sent a message. I haven't posted on Blue Sky in like two months. Um, uh, if you want a Blue Sky invite, let me know. Yeah. Uh, I got some codes. Uh, maybe if I, maybe I'll post there. Um, yeah. uh, Jeff, Jeff is pod versus everyone X. Uh, what else, Jeff? And, News and, Coog on Blue Sky. And then, of course, the newsletter. Yep. Subscribe to the newsletter, podcast vseveryone.substack.com. Yep. All right. Well, I guess let's please win some sports games this weekend because yes. I, I, I need it. I need it, guys. I'm going. Oh, I forgot to mention this. I'm going to the soccer game Friday well, night up at... Uh, up in Seattle. So if, you, if anybody listens to this and you want to hang out, like I will... 
I will be there cheering on the Cougs against those uh, dastardly Huskies. Yep. Throw some dubs down. Yes. Oh, there will be dubs down. Even if we lose, there will be dubs down. Yep. Always dubs down. That's just a, that's just a, philo- a life philosophy. So with that, that'll say dubs down and go fucking Cougs, Jeff. Go fucking Cougs, Craig. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Uh, vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Union. Union. Yeah. Is there anything else? Don't drive in Eastern Washington tonight. Yeah, don't do that.